Now let's talk about the 2023 NFL draft wide receiver prospects. And just like we did before when we talked about our running backs, Kevin, you're going to start us off with your favorite wide receiver in this class. Doesn't necessarily mean best, but I kind of think in this case, you did pick the best wide receiver in the class. So uh, give us your favorite wide receiver prospect. Hey, that's not true. There's people that don't like this kid. They tell me like, hey, this is not this, this is not here. I, I took Jackson Smith to Jigba. Uh, um, you know, in terms of like, I, I've been getting these questions asked a lot. Like last year, I was a big Garrett Wilson guy. Like he was my guy. And I said, hey, I'm sticking him as wide receiver one. Jackson is someone that like, he's my wide receiver one right now. Um, when you're looking at what he can do, I think he's ex excels at creating separation, like quick separation zone, like knows where to sit in defenses, find soft spots, you know, transitions into yak stuff very well. Like Jackson to me fits th those roles. And I think, you know, we keep getting this question like, okay, can he play on the outside? First of all, I think he can. But second of all, I don't think it matters anymore. Like when we're looking at how the NFL projects these guys now, like Olave is a top 12 guy. Like we're looking at like, kind of like in terms of dynasty value or just fantasy value. Like, so when you're looking at like how these guys are projected out, I don't think it matters, but I think he can. Like he was a guy that I projected two years ago to be the second leading receiver. And he was again with Garrett Wilson, Olave. He's played it every, everywhere he's played six, a ball in Texas. Number one guy broke records, six, a ball got to Ohio state kind of redshirt his freshman year, busted out with 1600 yards his next year. Like he has been a high level producer. Sometimes again, you fall in these narratives. Okay. Didn't play this year. You get those kind of those salary Ohio state guys. Like you're looking at that. Oh, can he play on the outside? Like I think he can now, does he have the long speed? I don't know. I don't know if that matters again though. I think that he can create separation enough to where he can be a target hog and he can score his fantasy points. I think that's, I think with JSN what's happening, there's a problem between draft and like fantasy Twitter and like social media and stuff like from a fantasy perspective, JSN can produce for you from a draft thing. Yeah. He might not be able to play on the side or not. Like, I don't know necessarily, maybe he's a wide receiver two on a draft team, but he, he can be a solid wide receiver in fantasy. So like, that's how I look at JSN. So like, I don't have the same question marks as a lot of people do. I think he can play. And I think that he's going to be a credit separation and earn targets and all even analytics guys. I'm not even an analyst guy, but if you can earn targets, I'm all aboard. Right. That's what they all say. <laughs> Yeah, and you answered like the the most annoying question about Jackson Smith and Jigbo, which is like, oh, he's only a slot guy, right? And I think that's the thing that everyone's going to keep bringing up. But mm -hmm. I mean, just take a look at the NFL landscape. All of the best receivers have spent a considerable amount of time in the slot, whether it's Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. Like a lot of these guys have been slot receivers, whether it was in college or in the pros. And we've just been seeing that we need that context, whether it's mm -hmm. JSN going to the pros or whether it was what he was asked to do in Ohio State, which is, I mean, for all we know, that was where CJ Stroud wanted him and to make it most comfortable. That's where Brian Hartline wanted to keep lining him up. He had so much success there with with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Why fix it if it's not broken? Let him keep running there. And we really didn't get to see him much this last year. So I'm with you 100% on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I love the talent. Uh, I think he, he has a skill set that translates to the NFL really well. And people are getting just caught up on, on, on pure stupid things. Mm -hmm. Vig, <laughs> you've got another favorite wide receiver that I think a lot of people would argue is the wide receiver one in this class. So talk to me about Jordan Addison out of USC. Yeah. Now I have to say Jordan Addison is also my wide receiver too. And I, and I always wonder, is that because I live in Columbus? I watch every Ohio state game. I, I mean, I work at Ohio state. Is that the reason why um, I think Jackson is number one? And I'm glad that Kevin and all these other folks say the same thing, but I think Addison are pretty close too. 
Um, the guy is truly a monster of a wide receiver. We saw him play well at Pittsburgh. He played well over on the West Coast. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett, part of Kenny Pickett's, I think, like rise was really due to his ability to get Jordan Addison the ball. I mean, Addison, we forget, we forget that he's a Boletnikoff winner. Like, he truly can do everything. Um, his hands are great. His route running is great. I think he's just really, really dynamic on the field. He's sort of like this electrifying player when he gets the ball. Um, I mean, watching him play, something that really caught my attention at first was like, he finds himself relatively open all the time. His ability to create separation, I thought, was incredible. Um, there are concerns about his speed, but if you take the actual, like, whatever, I don't even know what his 40-yard number is, but if you take that number out, when you watch him on the field, he has a sneaky way of just utilizing, I don't know what it is, really, because he's not that fast, utilizing his abilities to, like, really get a lot of yards after the catch. Um we even saw Pittsburgh do so, and Pickett had all these like RPO bubbles that they threw at Addison. Um, and even when he went over to the Trojans, a lot of like screen plays, quick passes, they use him in nearly every single circumstance. Um, and I just think that he has all the skills. And, you know, I think a lot of people argue he could be and is the wide receiver one. He may end up being the wide receiver one from this rookie class from a fantasy standpoint. Um, I still do think that might be Jackson, but maybe not by a lot. I think Jordan Addison has everything it takes to start producing pretty early on and being a great NFL, but also fantasy wide receiver. Yeah. I think we're getting to the point where you're like, you're, we're kind of splitting hairs, right? Like both of these guys can both be very good and it does not take away one from the other. Vig, you mentioned something that I love, which is that Jordan Addison was able to play in two different systems. And that's something that like we've, we're, you know, Kevin touched on this is that like we're seeing players transferring and moving from one school to the next. And the fact that you can go and play with different quarterbacks under different coaches, different systems, learn whole new playbooks. I think what that's doing is that is getting these guys more well-versed by the time they get to the NFL and they're able to produce earlier. And, and I actually really love that Jordan Addison did that. And he proved that it was just a one-off fluke. It's not just Mark Whipple's pit offense uh, that he had with Kenny Pickett. Like, Jordan Addison is the real deal. And, and uh, something else you mentioned is, you know, he does a good job of kind of like hiding and being sneaky. Yeah. Like I, I call him the, the peekaboo uh, route runner because like he just does a really good job of always kind of staying in the DB's blind spot. And it's fantastic when you are that confident, you can line up in front of the defensive back and just know like, I'm going to mess with you. So I'm going to get in your head and he can go out and go run one route to set up a route that he's going to do two to three plays later because he knows that eventually we're going to come back to this play or a similar play and I'm going to get this guy biting on things. And so he's just, he's a very cerebral player. And that's what I like about both of these, uh, these wide receivers that you guys have mentioned. And I'm going to bring that up with my wide receiver right now here. One of my favorite players in this class is Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina. And I'm kind of playing with it right now, man. Like there's the echo chamber about Quentin Johnston being big and being fast. And I'm just like, I get it. I like the potential, but Josh Downs is just so damn good. I think the only thing that people can really say is, once again, the slot thing and that he's not very big. He's 5'10", 175 pounds. But what I saw in film was just phenomenal. Incredible spatial awareness. Uh, like I said, it's one of my favorite traits in an athlete on the football field. And he can win against man coverage. And he's probably got the best footwork in the class amongst the wide receivers. Uh, it may not be the most dynamic of all the guys in the field, but the footwork is absolutely incredible. Uh, he wins in zone coverage. He can sink into space and find the open zone. And I think he might be one of the best in this class at doing that. 
strong hands. He wins those one-on-one contested catch points. And we saw his catch rate and his contested catch rate improve uh, throughout his career. And last year, he was really, really good at it. Um, He's always ready for the ball out of his breaks. He's got some great instincts. You know, some guys aren't always running with their hands up or their head turned to go back and look for that ball out of the break. And that's why they'll, they'll miss, they'll miss out on plays, but he's always ready for that. And uh, the numbers, I think kind of speak for themselves. This is a guy who played with two different quarterbacks at North Carolina. The production's great. In 2021, he had 101 catches for 1,335 yards and eight touchdowns. And then I'll just list this year, 94 catches, another thousand yard season and 11 touchdowns. This guy was the North Carolina offense. And I, I, man, it's something to say because like, I, I know that originally we were looking at Sam Howell as like, this, this was the guy. And then he got drafted super late and we're like, okay, maybe Josh Downs is just making him look pretty good. And he's got another really good quarterback prospect over there in Drake may, who uh, I think a lot of people are gonna be talking about him next year. But I did mention Josh Downs, his catch rate. He was a guy that saw it improve, uh, or excuse me, not improve, but improved throughout his career. Uh, he had 80% catch rate in 2022, best in the draft class, and 81% catch rate in 2021. So this was a guy who, it, it wasn't always the easiest of balls for him to go out there and get. He was catching passes deep, and then he he was doing a lot of underneath stuff. But uh, the hands are not an issue. The 75% contested catch rate, best in the class, which you would not expect from a guy who is a sub six feet and under 180 pounds. Uh, he, like I mentioned, slot guy. of his routes from the slot. And so I think that's going to be his home in the NFL, but I'm not worried about that. I we see that a lot of fantasy production is coming from that spot on the field. Uh, I think he's a guy we, we keep saying day two, day two, day two. He's a guy that I think should be drafted early on day two. And we don't know his combine could actually shoot him up draft boards, but I think he should be a top 40 pick. I don't know if he'll actually go there. I'd be very comfortable taking him with a top 40 pick. Here we go. I know you guys hate the player comps, but I'm going to do it again anyways because it gets the likes. All right. The, for the player comp, I gave him Elijah Moore, um, a, a slot guy with enough speed to be a That's deep fair. threat. He, he's he's a yak guy as well, um, even though he's not most he's not really known for that, but very spatially aware, excellent route runner, strong hands. The only question is going to be the size. They're pretty similar in size, pretty similar in skill set. Um, and I don't think that either of these guys are ever going to be a number one receiver for a team, but they can be very, very productive. So, Kev, I'm going to put you on the spot here, okay? We're looking at five wide receivers. Not not uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba or Jordan Addison, but five wide receivers. Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jalen Hyatt, Kayshawn Boutte. Is it Booty or Boutte? Uh, Boutte. I go Boutte. Good. But yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm terrible with pronunciations as well. I, I like keeping it kind of French sounding. Plus, I just don't want to say booty over and over. But all right, so put these five wide receivers in order for me based on your rankings. Yeah, okay. So I got Quentin Johnson ahead. So I, I get the concern, though. So like I understand what you're talking about with Downs and him. Like I, I think Johnson, like 15 years ago, was like wide receiver one. He'd be like Randy Moss to people because yeah. that's that he's the profile, right? Now it's kind of like, oh. But no, I, I still I still think I have uh, Quentin there because I think he's going to crush the combine. So if he crushed the combine, then it's there. Um, then I'll have Josh Downs, and I, I have Kayshawn there with Josh Downs. So, like, mm-hmm. in the same tier, I'm not ready to give up on Kayshawn. I think he's a freaking talented player. He just has so many off the field stuff, which we've seen time and time again. Like, and I do think that he's talented. So I'm putting um, QJ at one, and I put Josh and 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 Kayshawn. If you wanted me to like actually list it, I would like, say tear it up. I I would say Josh. Yeah, I'd tear those two guys together. But if you want to put Josh a little ahead because he doesn't have the off field stuff, doesn't have those concerns, I get it. That's how I would probably do it. Then I would have Zay coming next um, with his own tier with Hyatt. Like I think um, I think Hyatt's going to get very good draft capital. But I think it comes down to the case with Hyatt. Like 
what is his upside as a receiver? So, like, if you're looking at, like, Hyatt, like, you know, we've seen this before. Wandale Robinson getting that draft capital. Tyquan Thornton last year got draft capital. And people were like, what the hell is going on? Like, I think Hyatt's going to get much higher than that. Um, so, to me, I I have some, like, do not draft guys, like, on my list. And Hyatt, to me, is just don't draft. Unless you really like, unless he keeps falling and then you're like, okay, I'm going to use this as trade bait or whatever, but I'm okay. I'm missing on some guys. And and Hyatt's one of those guys to me, like he might be just out of my price range, just based on expected value and, and what he can do. I still like Zay, but part of that is also, so if you're listening, it's biased because I love Zay like three years ago. So it's my Debbie bias in there where I'm like, Hey, I was right. Damn it. I can post it. And so like, part of me still like Zay a little bit. I know we got up. So I, I saw some pictures of him beefed up like over 180 pounds recently. So if, if he can stay at that beef level and still look explosive and still got that down speed threat, like I'm excited about that, but that's how I would rank those guys. All right, so let's recap our favorite wide receivers here. Kevin talked about Jackson Smith and Jigba. Vig, you brought up Jordan Addison, and I finished us with Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Let's take a look at the sleeper wide receivers, and I know we love that term, sleeper. What does it mean? Kev, give us your sleeper wide receiver, a guy who is maybe not being respected as much as we think, but could give you some good productivity in the NFL. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, it pains me to go with a Spartan, but I'm going to go Michigan State's uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, you know, Jaden's one of those guys that he, he probably should have came out last year as a junior. He had 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. He looked really good, uh, but decided to come back, and it was a little banged up this year. Had 636 yards, but he was the talk of the Senior Bowl. Like, everybody, hey, and you know that Senior Bowl bump is a legit thing. Like, we see it all the time in the circle. So, like, he got that Senior Bowl bump. I think the biggest thing for me, Looking at Jaden Reed's profile, like, hey, he's very good yak ability, really good special team, so he's going to find his way onto the field, and, and teams are going to value that. Um, physicality as well, like, he has that. But when he came in at 191, it shocked me because I didn't know, like, what his weight was going to be. I thought maybe a 180 guy. Then you're a little concerned because he's a late breakout kid, um, and you're like, oh, what does this look like? But he came in at 191, and I think that, that increased weight with this, with this kind of physicality, he's 5'10". He's not a small guy. He measured him 5'10". He's not 5'8 or anything like that. Like, I think those are the things he does well. I think he fits very well in a very quick scheme, get him a ball out quick and play slot. Um, you know, we come from the Kendrick Bourne. So you think of like a fantasy asset, like could be that sleeper guy. Like he's going way late, fourth round. So that's kind of where I look at. Could be in the slot. But it also, with his physicality and with his, like, his, his ability to kind of play, he can play on the outside. Like he's not, he's not like... Like we talked about with JSN, like, oh, what is he? Like, Jaden's actually can be both. Like, he actually is – he's strong enough, he ha and he has the speed enough to get to the outside. So that's where I'm looking at. I know that the analytics not going to like him because he's an older prospect, has uneven production, those type of things. But just from up here, like, hey, sleeper – you know, I'll, I'll say it a couple more times with the SEO. Sleeper, like, Jaden <laughs> Reed you. is that – Jaden Reed is that guy to me. So, Jaden Reed, I really like him too, and he was nearly my pick for, for, this, for this video. Uh, but – I've seen a lot of like round four, round five grades even. And, and you mentioned like he's a guy that could get drafted pretty pretty late in the NFL draft. He may rise with the senior bowl bump. Why is it that you think he's getting so underrated in this class? Is it because of the uneven production because of this last year that we saw out at Michigan State? It could be. I also think there's like 175 wide receivers in this class. So like, that's the issue. Like, and I think that's like the, the big, the big, you know, thing about these guys, like there's so many wide receivers in this class that there's going to be so many, like we keep using draft capital. And I love this. Cause like, 
I always say that the prospects I like the most, I'm going to say you're going to get day two. And I don't care about anybody else. Like, that's kind of how we how we do those things. But I do know, like, after the senior bowl, and, and this is, you know, Jim Nagy is Jim Nagy. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna go for his guys. He did say that, like, teams reached out about him being, a, like, a second or third round guy. Like, and I don't know how, like, truthfully that truthful that is i think right. right now he's probably fourth round like so if, like you can get him at the fourth um i know recently like in a recent mock he went fourth round to like um the seahawks which is an interesting spot for a kid like him because he could be that guy that maybe replaces locket in the future like so like for me that's probably what's going on with him late breakout kind of didn't do very much this year the size and everything there but if he crushes the combine we could see them sneak in that third round yeah, you mentioned that there's so many wide receivers. That's something that we've seen. Like, I wanted to just touch on this really briefly. Is that something that we've seen is that more and more and more wide receivers keep getting drafted every year. I tweeted this out earlier today. We've seen the wide receiver draft classes grow exponentially over the last seven years. Back in 2016, we saw nine wide receivers get drafted. And then in the past three years, we saw 17 receivers, 15 receivers, 17 receivers all go in the first three rounds. Sorry, that's what I meant to let me preface that with. This was in the first three rounds, not drafted overall. And so when you mentioned guys getting like day two draft capital, 17 of them did it last year, 15 the year before and 17 before that. So I think there's a very good possibility we see somewhere around that number 15 or 17 do it again this year. Um, so yeah, Jaden Reed's a guy I think could definitely be maybe not day two, but he's probably a guy will be early day three. Vig, you, you want to talk about another guy that I think throughout this process, he may be falling throughout this process. He, he didn't quite weigh in what we all, or sorry, not weigh in, but he didn't quite measure in mm -hmm. at what we thought. And it's Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out of SMU. Yeah, I wanted to be, I don't know if I want to call this controversial, but I wanted to like really pick a player that I liked a oh, lot. You're so and, controversial, so well, spicy. Well, I, mean, I guess it's, I, that's a bit, of, not entirely fair to say. I guess if you look at a lot of like consensus rankings, this guy is still like wide receiver eight, nine, 10. So is it fair to call him a, a sleeper? But I think, because he's dropping uh, is one of the reasons I wanted to pick him. I think Reed was my initial choice. Um, but, you know, there's there's the size that you're listed at and then there's the size that you play at. And we've all seen folks who, like, play bigger than they are or folks who play much smaller than they are. And I think that what I really liked about Rice is just that he brings his sort of alpha mentality competitiveness to everything. I mean, there are plays I was watching all 22 where he just watching him block. Um, and you can see that he gives 100 plus percent on every play. I know that's really, really, really sort of cliche to say, but he just, he does a lot of things and he does them really well. I think one of the bigger knocks on him is that, you know, again, all my, all the film that I watched was against teams like Texas, North Texas and Houston and Maryland and, and USF and UCF. And I think that's one of his knocks. He played in this sort of, you know, spread scheme over at SMU. Uh, but everything he did there, he did very well. And SMU sort of like jokingly makes this claim about being wide receiver U, but they have a pipeline of wide receivers who've come out of SMU doing pretty well in the NFL. But what I like about him is even whatever his size is, the dude was very, very physically imposing and impressive. Um, I think, you know, he's still a very like dynamic athlete, lots and lots of like fantastic long speed. You can see him catch the ball, lots of yards after the catches. Acceleration is pretty incredible. Um, that first defender, that DB, he makes them miss all the sort of time. Um, and he also has some versatility, right? We talk about, you know, not just being restricted to the slot or, or the perimeter guy. I've seen him out wide. I've seen him in the slot. Um, I think a lot of folks are talking about worries regarding his route tree. Um, but I think, again, that's just a product of where he played at SMU. I, you know, that scheme didn't really have him. They didn't task him to run a lot of little crazy routes, but I think he could do it. Um, I also really, really liked seeing some 
crazy catches, right? They're like catches that he had no business making that he makes. And at the same time, there's a lot of drops attributed to his names. But if you watch all 22, certainly he does have some concentration drops. But some of those drops are like things that he had no business being in the vicinity of trying to catch anyway. So, you know, it's hard to say. I know he's dropping a little bit, but overall, I just really like his ability to make his defensive backs miss. I like his ability to, you know, his 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 handling of the ball, his catching, pulling out catches he shouldn't have to catch. And regardless of what he measured in at, I think I really liked overall his athleticism um, and how he used his size. Listen, I think that every single football program lies about the size of their players. And high school football, dude, like I was six foot, 215. You guys have both seen me in person. I am not that, like at all. So it, yeah, like every single place, we're going to see a lot of these players measure in and weigh in a little bit smaller than what we thought. Uh, Let's get to my last player here. My sleeper, air quotes, wide receiver is Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. I've got him as my wide receiver eight. And I saw the the football guys draft guy likes him as well. Um, And man, like I wasn't expecting to, I didn't know what I was going to expect with Marvin Mims, right? Like I just kind of turned on the film and I was just like, dude can ball. Dude can ball. And like, he's not very big. Um, he's he's probably going to be another one of these guys getting relegated to the slot. But, you know, at, at 5'11", 184, he's very similar to the size of Josh Downs, but he's not nearly the same player. Like, they're 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 pretty contrasting styles here. He's uh, Marvin Mims, they're both aggressive with the ball in the air, and he attacks the ball at its highest catch point. But, man, Marvin Mims is a field stretcher. Like, this is the deep ball guy that tracks the deep ball really well, and he doesn't just win with speed. He's a really smart route runner. He keeps the DBs guessing. Very similar to Jordan Addison. He's hiding in blind spots. And, um, you know, another guy, I, I've used this term a lot, spatially aware. Um, what he does is sometimes he sort of freelances, and that can get him in trouble because he'll cut routes early when he sees that he has some cushion and try to just take that space that he's being given. And so that maybe sometimes those things don't always translate over to the next level. That's something where you're kind of like on the same page with your quarterback. But, you know, we saw him at Oklahoma play with three different quarterbacks throughout three years at Oklahoma. If I'm not mistaken, right, Kev? Like it was Spencer Rattler, then it was Caleb Williams. And I have no idea who the quarterback was. Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, the guy with two first names. So in 2022, he actually ends up seeing his best season, 54 catches, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. And, you know, Mims the guy. He broke out young, 18 years old, over 600 yards. And and, and uh, he did this as a true freshman, which was really, really impressive. You don't see a lot of guys doing that in these Power 5 conferences. So you have to kind of take notice when someone does that. And, you know, I think there's a lot of talk. A lot of the shoulda, coulda, woulda, or if this had happened. Uh, had Caleb Williams stayed at Oklahoma? I think there's a pretty good chance we're talking about Marvin Mims being in some of this upper tier, uh, you know, upper tier of these prospects, like some of the guys like Zay Flowers that we that we've been mentioning here. Um, he's got this early declare age, which I know is like a big thing for a lot of like Dynasty Twitter. You know, he, he's 20 years old right now. He'll be 21 years old as a rookie, so he's another guy that's going to be kind of in like that Drake London, Jamison Williams age range. And the thing that really stood out to me was how explosive the numbers are uh eight over eight yards after the catch per reception which i think is really the best way to look at it is yards after catch per reception not total he was second in this class uh over nine geez almost 20 yards per reception for his career first in this class and then he's got a nearly 18 yard average depth of target uh, in 2021 that was the best amongst any wide receiver as well in this class so the guy is a downfield threat and uh, i've heard a lot of i think like everyone wants every single wide receiver to go to the new york Giants, but that's what I've heard a lot of as well is like to go and be a field stretcher there. Uh, but I think he's going to be one of these players that he's going to be 
another complimentary role guy. He's going to be one of those field stretchers. I think that he could be one of those players that could be really dynamic for a team like the Los Angeles Chargers that are really looking for some speed on that offense for a big arm quarterback like Justin Herbert. And uh, I think he could, if they do, you know, let go of Keenan Allen or trade him or whatever, like he could compliment Palmer and Mike Williams pretty well. Um, he should be drafted, I think, mid to late day two of the NFL draft, probably middle or late of round three. Um, and over the last you know, three years, like I mentioned, we saw a lot of wide receivers get drafted in those first three rounds. So I think Marvin Mims is pretty safe and secure there. Now, this is a player comp that I hated as I was writing it, and I'm going to hate it as I say it. And I think you guys are going to hate it when you hear it. So please, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment about how much you hate this player comp down below. And then I'm going to thumbs up it afterwards. All right. So my player comp for Marvin Mims is he is a poor man's Jalen Waddle without the elite track speed. All right. It's like, it's just like Jalen Waddle, but then like, let's knock him down a tier and then let's knock him down another tier because he's a deep threat guy. Dangerous yak ability. He can play inside or outside smooth, kind of free flowing route runner that sort of kind of, I don't want to say makes it up as he goes, but he's a pretty good improviser. And I think that's what we've seen a lot of what Jalen Waddle does. Uh, where he just he kind of works off of having that connection with Tua. Uh, he's got the athleticism to go up and get it, but he's not always the best contested catch guy. Yeah, I don't know. It just might just been like the color of the jerseys out in Oklahoma, the number seventeen, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that's my player comp. Kev, how much do you hate it? It's. It, that, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty ballsy. Uh, that's pretty big. Uh, Sorry, Joe. Kev's thought, trying to be nice. Kev's trying to be uh, nice here. That's a. I said. I said Curtis Samuel and ours. Okay, like I, okay. I said like because he can do that. I will say though, I love Mims. You're on the right path. I I think from a value and a sleeper, Mims is the guy. I call him discount Zay Flowers because if you're getting Zay like late first, early second, where you can get Mims third, I where the value's at. I'd rather probably take a running back where Zay is getting drafted. But with Mims, like with all the things that you just said, I'd grab on that value all day. So like, no, you you hit that on the head. Maybe not the maybe not the comp for me, but like the other stuff, you crush that. Like that's 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 hundred percent true. All right, so let's review our sleeper wide receivers here. Kevin, you went with Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State. Vig. You went with Rasheed Rice out of SMU, who is now two inches shorter. And I went with Marvin Mims, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Now, th this has been awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. Now, make sure you are subscribed to this channel. That way you're going to get notified of when the next episode comes out. And don't forget, go to footballguys.com slash rookie guide. Download the free rookie guide. These guys put so much work into this it looks awesome there's profiles on 130 rookies like players that you don't even need to know but you can know okay so if you do have like one of those crazy like eight round rookie drafts because your dynasty team has 47 spots like dude you got it like you've got every single player that you need so thank you so much guys that's all for us today for myself for vig and for kevin adios <laughs>